Hello and welcome to Mothman's Bookshop. My name is Nicole and today I'd like to tell you about The Murder of Mr. Wickham by Claudia Gray. Warning, I'll try and make this as spoiler-free as possible, but given it's a book review, there are bound to be a couple spoilers. Now, right off the bat, I want to start by saying that I absolutely love this book. It was such a fun read, and I think the way it was initially described is definitely accurate based on my knowledge. It was written on the book's cover, and I saw a lot of other people describe it as being like Agatha Christie's and Jane Austen's love child, and I couldn't agree more. I've read one Christie book, and I'm reading another one right now, and the subject of this review really feels like a Christie novel in some parts, and an Austen novel in others. A lot of the dialogue felt more inspired by Austen's style, while the mystery itself and the way it was solved with the culprit reveal and everything was very much like that written by Christie. Content warning for mentions of murder, of course. And with that, let's get into it. The book is set in what we can assume is the Regency era, at a house party hosted in Pemberley Manor by Emma and George Knightley. The guests include Colonel Christopher Brandon and his wife Marianne, Edmund and Fanny Bertram, Captain Frederick and Anne Wentworth, Juliet Tilney, and finally the Darcy family, composed of Fitzwilliam and Elizabeth, as well as their son, Jonathan. These should have been all the guests at the house party, but on the very first night, Mr. George Wickham decides to grace everyone with his less-than-appreciated presence. It becomes very apparent, very quickly, that everyone at the party hates him, save for the few people that have never had the misfortune of meeting him. The same night, Mr. Wickham unsurprisingly turns a murdered in the gallery. This launches the estate into disarray as a murder investigation takes place while the murderer remains among them and secrets are discovered by two amateur sleuths who have taken it upon themselves to solve this mystery. So, who caused the murder of Mr. Wickham? I want to start off by sort of expanding on my point from the intro, that the book is, at its core, an Agatha Christie novel. Little English lesson, but in most mystery novels, the two most important characters you can have, other than the actual murderer and the victim, are the detective and the audience insert, or the sidekick. The detective is, of course, the one who solves the case and puts together all the clues, while the audience insert, or sidekick, is the one who the detective explains all their reasoning to. Think Sherlock and Watson, or Hercule Poirot and Captain Hastings. If there isn't a specified sidekick that travels with the detective, then the family or witnesses act as the audience insert. In The Murder of Mr. Wickham, Grey does something very interesting where she has two characters act as both the detective and the sidekick in some capacity. Juliet Tilney and Jonathan Darcy work together to solve this mystery, and when they miss out on something, the other character explains the missing pieces and reasoning and vice versa. I think by having two characters act as both the detective and the sidekick, Gray flips this trope on its head by having two people who can explain things to each other and making it even more accessible for the audience. I also love that we were able to read all the other guests' motivations and thoughts during the investigation. I think it added kind of a third layer to the story and helped the reader piece together their motivations and maybe who was the murderer by reading all of their thoughts. I don't know about you, but I was also trying to solve the mystery while reading the book, which is why it is full of all kinds of different tabs, but reading all of these characters' thoughts while trying to solve the mystery alongside Juliet and Jonathan really helped me kind of pin down my suspects and realize who was doing what and maybe who was guilty and who wasn't. 
Now, on to my next point, which is that the dialogue in this book is hilarious at times, especially between Juliet and Jonathan. You can kind of sense that romantic tension, or between Mrs. Knightley and other characters that she's joking with. There's that awkward air that surrounds the interaction between her and other characters when she makes a sarcastic quip or a joke that they don't quite understand, and that makes it so much funnier when you're reading it. I love the way Grey managed to create some awkward moments without really making them awkward or cringeworthy to read. The interactions were hilarious and serious at all the right times, and overall, they made the book that much more fun to read. In my opinion, the plot was really strong, and all things considered went pretty smoothly. I think the order of events made sense, like when they went to a local ball or the timing of police visits really made sense in the grand scheme of things, and whenever something happened, like a big event or a reveal, nothing felt out of place. It all felt like it was going in the right order, and I wouldn't change anything if I were to write this book myself. That kind of brings me to my next mini point, where I think the pacing is really good and the timing is really good, so again, nothing really felt rushed or too slow, which is something I really liked. That there were moments where there wasn't a lot of action, but that doesn't mean they felt slow or like they were dragging on. I do also want to add that each character was really well fleshed out. Even though The Murder of Mr. Wickham is a relatively short book or, you know, like a quick read, Grace still made time to give each character a solid backstory and connect them to every other character or connect them to Wickham in some way. Even if it wasn't really direct or clear at the time, there's still a lot of callbacks that made sense throughout the novel and the way each character is fleshed out added to the experience. Building off of that, there were these little subplots going on in the background of the mystery between individual characters, and that really added important clues and added to the mystery itself because the way it was written made it seem like while there weren't any characters that you could really pin down and say, oh, they're definitely guilty, or oh, they're definitely innocent, it gave everybody an air of suspicion. So I couldn't really go around and say, oh, well, I can excuse this one and say they're not they're not guilty at all. All of the characters were at least a little bit suspicious, and a lot of that was carried by these little subplots in the background. Now, we're about to enter something called the spoiler zone, which there won't be any spoilers, but maybe look out for that, just in case. As I just said, I tried solving the mystery while reading the book, and by the end, all of the clues that I sort of remembered and looked back on, they really did fit the ending. It was completely unexpected, and I didn't think that the murderer would be that person at all, but all the clues looking back made sense and fit. But there were so many red herrings that... Honestly, it made it more fun to read because I'd go in one direction and then all of a sudden I'd do like a complete 180 and go to another direction and then again and again. And finally, we get to the end and it is a completely unexpected person and that was a lot of fun to go through. I will say, you know, the reveal at the end was really wholesome because... Oh, I, don't, I really don't know how to say this without spoiling the ending, but the way the suspect slash killer interacted with another suspect. <laughs> but the way they interacted with 
their partner, okay, everybody has a partner in this, okay? I can say that. The way they interacted with their partner was really wholesome, and the way everything worked out in the end made me happy, and it was really sweet, and I think just the way it was done was really well done and really wholesome, and I was, like, sitting, I was like, oh my god, this is so nice. So, the ending was really well done, is what I'm trying to say, and that it was wholesome, it was nice, it made sense, everything tracked, everything fit, so I'm very happy with the way it was done. Now, unlike Truly Devious, where all of a sudden you get a romantic subplot slash plot point, here you have very, very subtle romantic undertones in Juliet and Jonathan's relationship, which is very well done because it's not really clear if they do actually like each other, but you do kind of get that feeling that they like each other. And by the end, it's vaguely confirmed, but in the epilogue, which is something that I really like was included, and the way it was written and everything that happened in the epilogue is really well done. But what I liked a lot is that the adults kind of caught on to the fact that Juliet and Jonathan are interested in each other and started arranging balls and meetups so that the two could hang out. Because you can't just have them write letters to each other. This is the Regency era. That's blasphemous or something. I don't know. But they caught on and they continued hanging out and it was really cute and well done and I really hope that they got together and like had a nice happy family and happy ending so look out for that if you want to read this kind of try and catch the subtle romantic undertones throughout the book final thoughts this is a great book and it was everything truly devious wasn't and could never be I've already put another of Claudia Gray's books on my TBR and I can't wait to check it out for anyone looking for a light but gripping mystery, this is the novel for you. The Murder of Mr. Wickham gets a 4.8 out of 5 from me. Before I get into this week's questions, I want to tell you that I just don't have the time or energy to read a book a week like I did in the beginning of the year. But that doesn't mean I'll be ending or pausing the podcast. My upload might become a little chaotic for a while, but I do want to keep making these episodes. My plan is to expand my content to still book and lit-related things, but not necessarily stick with reviews. If anyone has a topic they'd like, they'd like me to talk about, like the history of a famous library or something like that, or if you want to be interviewed, my email and recommendations form will be in the description as usual, so feel free to drop any ideas you might have for a shout-out and an episode about that topic. Our first question tonight comes from Foggy D, the icon, the legend, and he asks, So do you like the murder mystery genre now? And since your description of the book references Agatha Christie, was reading this as much fun as watching the Doctor Who episode The Unicorn and the Wasp? I definitely like murder mysteries as I have for a while, and for my non-Hoovians, The Unicorn and the Wasp was an episode where Ten and Donna visit a dinner party that Agatha Christie attends right before she disappears for a bit, and in proper Doctor Who fashion, aliens attack, including, but not limited to, a giant wasp, which later inspired her to write And Then There Were None, a book where a bunch of people are gathered on an island and get picked off one by one according to a poem about ten little soldier boys. All I can say is that this was definitely as fun to read as it was to watch the episode. Our next two questions come from Taylor, with number one being, if you could speak to the author, what would you ask them? I would probably commend Gray on being able to seamlessly incorporate so many of Austin's books into one novel, and ask her if she plans on writing another book in a similar style soon. I would love to see her reimagine more authors' works like Oscar Wilde or Fitzgerald. 
Taylor's second question and today's final question is, would I consider reading it again in the future? Absolutely. I'm recommending it to all of my friends right now, and I'm definitely revisiting it later. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Mothman's Bookshop. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you did and would like to know when the next episode comes out, do yourself a favor and follow the podcast. And if you have any questions or recommendations, feel free to use the form in the description or join the Discord. Once again, my name is Nicole, and I'll see you next week here in Mothman's Bookshop.